0: Welcome to the show. I'm Martin Willis, your host. And tonight we have our guest is Carlo Petrick. Carlo Petrick is one of these people I've worked with out in Phoenix at the UFO Congress Uh, for many years. I helped uh, behind the scenes with all the computer equipment and everything melts down. Carlo's the guy who's very calm and says, this is what we do. And he knows, always knows how to fix things. He had an interest in UFOs for a long time. But one thing Carlo... Petrick did not get right is that the show is not Central Time, it's EST, Eastern Time. So uh, he's running about 15 minutes late, I just called him, he's in traffic. And, uh, uh, but anyway, he'll be joining us shortly. So our blog this week is a UFO landing at Edwards Air Force Base by Charles Lear. Uh, he's putting out some great blogs, uh, check that out over at ufo.com. And anyone can support the show. All you have to do, again, go to that website, podcastufo.com. And our uh, Patreon link is under support the show. And for as little as $2 a month or higher, if you like, uh, you can help us bring these shows to you without commercials every week. Now, I know there's commercials on YouTube. I can't stop that. I mean, that is a whole different thing. But uh, I'm talking about for the audio podcast, this uh, podcast is on um, well, every feed that I could figure out how to find, I should put it that way. So you're able to download uh, or run the podcast on a media player and about anywhere you listen to any podcast or, or uh, a lot of music places like Amazon Music, Google, uh, Spotify, all that. It's, it should be everywhere. You should be able to find it under podcastufo.com. I think what I'm going to do while I'm waiting for our guests to show up, um, I'll see him down below in a little window here.
1: Um, But I think I'm going to bring in Bill. Bill! What's happening, Martin? What's up to everybody in that chat room? I see a few of those regulars in there, Colin Meads and Kid, Plower, everybody that's in that chat room. Oh, yes.
0: Bo. Don't forget Bo. (laughs) Bo. Bo's Bo's been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. So how's everything with you? Uh, Doing great. Yeah. Thanks for uh, saying we'll have a little chat ahead of time last minute without planning anything. Uh, here, here we are. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's kind of the nature of live
1: radio. Yeah, you just never know what's what's going to happen. But I so like I, it. I believe you're going to be going to contact in the desert, right? I believe so. It looks
0: like it's heading that that way. As as things are, We've got a lot of things going on uh, between here in South Carolina and back in Maine and all over the place. So we'll see how that all works out. But I, I'm pretty sure that. Going, um, I don't have it. You know, I don't have my airline tickets yet, but I have.
1: Uh, uh, I'm ready to go as far as everything else goes. When I went to Roswell three weeks ago for the <laughs> UFO Expo, let me tell you, taking three flights to get to Roswell was quite the journey. I'll just say that because yeah. they they had the flights leaving from Sky Harbor, Phoenix, and it would fly into Roswell. Now here's the true story. I got on the plane. I thought you were going to say a saucer crashed. No, no, no it was okay. bizarre. This was bizarre. <laughs> and nobody believed us. Travis Walton, Ben Hanson, nobody believed the story because they had taken the flight the following evening into Roswell, the same flight. But I get on the plane and Daryl Sims, the alien hunter, is on the plane. Oh, right. yes. Yep. does he wear a cowboy hat? Like, yeah. yeah that's six a, guns. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah, he so, is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. The plane had no lights at all during the whole flight. We were flying in the complete darkness. Are you saying there was no marking lights? No, inside the plane there was no lights. There were there was no oh. lights in the cabin. It was completely dark, and we were like, "Wow, wow. this is appropriate." We're flying into Roswell in the dark like this. The moon, full moon, is coming in through the windows. I'm like, "Oh my God, you can't make this up." But that's pretty eerie, huh? It was. Now, Roswell, for folks, uh, the overheads work, you know, the overhead lights and uh, feet work. Now, I will say this. It was my first time going to Roswell and the museum there, the the UFO museum. Wow. Really impressive. I mean, Don Schmidt happened to be there. He's not there often, maybe a half a dozen times a year. Mm -hmm. But uh, for those that are viewing this and watching, if you ever get the chance and you you go to Roswell, check out the museum and check out the library. Um, and unbelievable the amount of documents that are in that library, and you can go to any box, pull out the cat, you know, pull out the documents and read them. Man, it would take months, months to go wow. through all these documents. It was incredible.
0: Now, was there anything like uh, kind of like fringy, mythical? Like I saw. The only thing I ever saw about that museum is there's like a alien on a table, like the alien. Yeah, on mountain, they got that I in think. a
1: corner on display. I, that That's there. Yep. But yep. the library is where it's at. That's where they have all the documents. Ah. Um, it was absolutely amazing. So you're going to contact. I've got the Pine Bush UFO affair uh, going on here at the same time contact is going. Oh, on. that's right. Same weekend, right? Man, yeah, And that kind of stinks because you usually come to Pine Bush and we all hang out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, because everybody seems to be going to contact Uh-oh. for those that are viewing and listening, the Pine Bush Fair has three speakers because we keep it small. You know that. Yeah. Travis Walton, Kathleen Martin, and Tom Reed will be speaking mm-hmm. at Pine Bush June third. Then we got to right. go back to Roswell for the main event. That's June thirtieth, July first and second. And that that's going to be focused on the Roswell incident. That's the fo- that's going to be pretty much um, what's going on there. It's that's that's actually the title of the event, the Roswell incident. So we're going to be we're going to be busy. Uh, I guess,
0: huh? Now, you know, that, when you say we, you mean like KGRA?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I see. Yeah. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you get people sit down? I mean sit down with you and and
1: talk and record yeah we did quite a bit when we were in roswell actually two experiences sat down with us as well uh-huh so the clips are available in the in the kgradb.com members area you'll see ufo expo and um do I mean, they ever I, get out do they ever get out on youtube or anything like that or is it just behind uh, the- in the members yeah It's, yeah. it's special content for the members area i see i yeah. mean i do have all the clips um. hopefully your guest is going to come on. Oh, yeah, we have a guest. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I do have some of those clips. So f- for some reason, we can play the Adon Schmidt interview. They're, they're quite – they're about 15 minutes long, though. Yeah, I, I don't remember. know if we can get – is this a, a video clip? Yeah. It's All a I video clip. Share the screen. Yeah. No, we um, can – what do you think? You want to just throw it up there and then Carlo can wait? All right, let me set this up because I, I know exactly where they are. Is all right, there's a few interviews and I'll let you and this is this is exclusively for your viewing uh audience because this Wow. Is, We're so privileged, uh, aren't we? Well audience for those me. that don't know, Martin is a yeah. great person. <laughs> Jeez. Um he's a great guy. It, yeah. If you ever meet him in person, you'll you'll know exactly. Oh uh, shucks! But definitely catch him when he's dancing. <laughs> don't don't go there. Oh, I I God. know how to cut the rug. That's all there is to it. You to did you great. <laughs> um, let's see if I can pull up. Oh, what do you say? I get to choose something. Choose. An well, interview? let me see. First of all, yeah. Um, Bill has to find on his crazy computer. Um where these clips are, or I could just share the screen off the website. That just might be easier for me to find. It'll take me a second, but Stephen, (laughs) what's going on?
0: Oh, no. Stephen said said you should have Martin (laughs) bronze. Yeah. Uh, Yes. And uh, this question here. Yes, I am doing Shag Harbor. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Last year, um, when I was the same exact time that I was supposed to be speaking, I was having open heart surgery at the exact time so this year I will be there uh, it's already lined up I'm excited to go that's I believe October 3rd I are I can't remember October 2nd or 3rd up in Shag Harbor Nova Scotia you ready speaking
1: I am ready we're gonna you go have a choice. you have a choice of so Katie Page host of Mufon, what's up did the yep. interviews so we yep. have you could choose Melissa Tittle she did that film code 12 I believe the name of it is
0: Oh wait! I, I would like uh, Travis. Geez, I wish we could do a, a survey. We just don't. By the time we get done the survey, oh, we the don't show know. If would we be over. Be here, so I mean. Okay, all right. So we got. Let's let's do Travis. I haven't heard. I haven't talked to Travis in a while. Okay. How long is that one? Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes, perfect. Let's yeah. go with it.
1: Okay, hold on. Let me set it up.
2: Me, so Travis.
1: Okay, let me full screen it, and share screen. So this is Travis Walton being interviewed during the UFO expo a few weeks ago in Roswell, New Mexico. Okay, cool. Let's bring screen. it on. And here we go. And I am now going
3: to mute.
2: I hear that perhaps you have uh, something new in the works.
3: Yeah, we're, we're working on a remake, but this is really early to even be talking about it. <laughs> it's just a, uh, it's a long process. Right. And, uh,
2: but, hey, yeah. we could do a little teaser, right? Well, it starts, I mean, it
3: starts with a rewrite of the script. Uh, so,
2: your abduction, 1975. Yeah. Favorite decade for me for personal reasons as well. I had my experiences in the mid to late 70s as well. So, I love just researching that decade. Do you think after all this time, there's still new um, evidence to be found, things to still learn and discover,
3: well, um, I think the position of uh, the media and the government is a little bit more lenient towards let's let's move away from ridicule and 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 uh, make some uh, serious comments here
2: right. I mean you you know, I want to thank you personally and for all our listeners out there too, you really had to forge sometimes very painfully um, challenges throughout the years to stand up. I mean. Yeah. You know to the naysayers or the debunkers or you know the phil classes in yeah. the world right
3: yeah but i, I think uh, um the evidence in the end uh really just totally vanquished phil class i mean he was a fraud and uh once he started modifying the evidence and it could be documented that he had changed things to uh, support his position and you know his credibility was gone at that right. point
2: do you think there's people that are inserted into um, you know the filled classes of the world do you think they're intentionally put there to to debunk and shoot holes well in maybe in
3: the past but I think the official position now is uh you know trying to debunk this is uh, uh dist- it's not working to destroy the credibility of the issue anymore it's it's damaging our credibility so we you know people just won't believe me, us anymore trying to uh, continue to say uh, it's, it didn't happen. There's just too many people who know different.
2: That's right. And and speaking of that, I mean, the abduction phenomenon itself, um, this seems to, and I'm just say, speaking for myself here, you know, you go into the ancient alien theories, you know, perhaps they've been... Um, taking people for hundreds of years, even possibly. Do you think that the the phenomenon has increased, stayed the same, is going down?
3: I, I can't really comment on that. I'm not really a researcher. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm sort of an expert on my own experience, <laughs> but right. uh, I'm not an authority on anyone else's and, and right. not even on the uh, phenomenon as a whole. But... Um, i i I will comment that um even my experience was termed abduction when it may have been more of an ambulance call than an abduction so uh an accident occurred that uh, was really unplanned and unexpected
2: right and and so can you tell our listeners about that so you were struck right by the, the beam. It was yeah. a blue
3: beam, if I recall. Yeah, I got and too close, and this this energy uh, came from the craft, which may have not been an intentional uh, weapon uh, at all. Just what sort compelled
2: of, you to get close to the craft?
3: It was a, a foolish uh, impulse. and uh, So you almost felt drawn to do it.
2: Curious, well,
3: yeah, curiosity. curiosity. Uh, uh,
2: and, and everybody was saying, no, 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 trying yeah, to get you which, back.
1: It looks like Carlo is here. Oh, that went fast. Martin is coming back. Carlo <laughs> is here. I'm. I apologize. I see that?
0: Yeah. that uh, doing... Hey, what? Let me before I bring him in. What was going on? in the Background? Were
1: there people like uh, being is, place was, was was this at the that concert? Was, I mean, the con- conference. No. That was the Roswell Convention Center, and there yeah. was all kinds of things going on. Uh, we had our own little section where we had our things set up, but I promise that in the future we will play that clip. Maybe we'll do a show based on some of the stuff that went on with these interviews. So I just, well, did know. you cut that? Did you cut that interview short just I now? Did. Yeah, I did. Cause your guest is here standing by. Uh,
0: yeah, I should have. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right, Bill. Hey, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have you a also, great show. And good night to you. And thanks. Great for in. All yeah. right. See All you. right. Bye. Whoops. We both pushed the same thing. Hey, Carlo, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I was, uh, you missed it in the beginning, but I said, here's a guy that holds together everything, <laughs> and yet he came on at the wrong time, but you're here. That's all that
4: matters. <laughs> yeah. I got my time zones confused.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. For some reason, were you ever in, in Florida at one point? Am I confusing? I've,
4: no, that that's where I live, but I'm in, uh, in Wisconsin visiting my son right now, and I, I just... Yeah, screwed up. Screwed up the hour conversion.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's no problem. You're here anyway, so thank you good for to, that. Good to see you, Martin. Yeah, good to see you. Always, I always really like uh, working with you because even when I'm having a meltdown behind the scenes and the computers, that what is that program called that
4: that the, we use? The, we use a Tricaster.
0: The Tricaster. When the Tricaster. Right. When I'm screwing up on the Tricaster. <laughs> You're always very calm. Just don't do that again. <laughs> and, and we always seem to pull it off.
4: Well, but, the show, uh, must, show must go on.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, setting it up and breaking it down. Oh, man. People have no idea what it's like to put on a conference and what there oh, is behind the scenes.
4: It is it's, a huge endeavor to put one of those on.
0: Yeah. The monumental. Like, days work with many, many people. Days, plural, I'm saying. To put a it lot all of pl- together. A lot
4: of planning going into it and in yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, but always fun. And the, it always, it's amazing when it, when you get done and like, ah, we did it, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. It's a lot of fun. But anyway, you've you've had an interest, you know, some of the things I read through uh, what you sent me and some of the things you have sent me are things that I've pondered a lot. And uh, so you and I have pondered a lot of the same uh, things over the years. And uh, so I titled it, Basically, you know, verse versus, you know, belief versus science, that type of thing, as far as our discussion. And because I know it's it is really hard. It's such a hard thing to get evidence, real evidence on. You know, I mean, we have I think we have enough evidence, but we don't have like a craft. You know, we have uh, radar, photos, eyewitnesses, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, but we don't have. You're, you know, there are some people that say, and even people higher up said that there's perhaps crashed, you know, debris somewhere. I'm not, I'm not so sure. I had a guest on a little while ago that found things in a snowbank after uh craft was hovering. Uh, by the way, a follow up on that, and uh, uh, Julie Olson, I believe it was. Um, uh, that was about a month or so ago. Uh, so, von uh, and um, in Sweden reached out, and they have a team that is going to be analyzing those those metals, and that's on their way to it's on its way to Sweden right right now, if it's not there already. And uh, so there will be a follow up on that um if it ends up being anything you know unusual. A lot of people wrote in on that particular show and said, Hey, look, it looks like this. It looks like that. You know it does it does look it's very uniform, looks like it could be a piece of an exhaust pipe or something you know that type of thing but we'll see when it's analyzed and you know it's very well could be you know an earth made object somehow but uh the way it showed up and everything is pretty curious it's interesting mm-hmm. so uh so carlo more or less what when you've thought about this you have a book do you have a book coming out did you say
4: not not coming out i'm in the process of putting together the outline for it and hopefully getting a, a chance to write it in the next six months to a year.
0: And, and let's kind of go into what that's going to be about.
4: Well, it's the, the tentative title is uh, UFOs and a Matter of Faith, which e- in examines the whole phenomena based on a belief system. Why do people believe in UFOs, and I, I think that's the wrong question. It's not a matter of belief. It's not a matter of faith, which implies that you you believe in something without a, a without physical evidence. Um, that belief in a UFO is is almost an existential thing. What I'm trying to get to is why do people believe? without having the evidence to support their belief system. I hear so many people say it's a given that there are UFOs, that there are extraterrestrials, that we have crashed disks somewhere in, in Ohio or or at Area 51. But where is the evidence? People believe because they want to believe. People are interested in this field because they're interested in UFOs. And they have a belief system, many of them anyway, about UFOs. And if if you look at what they believe, it doesn't necessarily match what is actually happening in science or in the world of, of physical reality.
2: Hmm.
0: And
4: so um,
0: one of the questions you 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 pondered in this uh, thing you sent me and is. uh that something along the lines were why are we getting so many UFO? Why would they be here so often as they are? And that's something that's a question that I've asked. And I've not only have I asked that question, but I asked uh, an astrophysicist that was interested in this topic, and he said, "I said, why would we be so special? What is so special about us? Isn't if there is life all over, you know, the universe?" Uh, Why would we be visited? What would make us special? And he said, oh, we are special. He said he thinks, you know, he was thinking that we are special because we're absolutely teeming with life. And, uh, you know, perhaps not all planets are are teeming with life the way we are in every inch of the planet, just about is teeming with some type of life. You know, I believe that was uh, along the lines of what he came back with. And perhaps that's not so common.
4: So, perhaps that's true. Uh, there, there are people who say that the universe is teeming with life, and then there are other people who say life is very rare, and that uh, to find life is is something that's very unique. Uh, the whole question I have is what makes the Earth so important that if you believe what people are telling us, that we are being visited by multiple. Entities, different uh, extraterrestrials from different parts of the galaxy, repeatedly on a daily basis—that's been going on for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. What what kind of things are here on Earth that would require such intense research for such an ongoing time?
0: Okay, here's a here's a question right off. Right off the bat here. Why should I disbelieve my personal observation experience? Please don't go right to it's all in my mind. And, you know, I personally have had a UFO sighting that I couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, right over right over my head. And uh, I, I don't know what it was. I can't say for sure it was extraterrestrial, but it sure acted like nothing that I imagined that we had. You know, it was a perfectly shaped disc and was right over my head. So anyway, uh, how would you answer Christopher?
4: Well, I'd, I'd answer by saying, believe your personal observation and experience, but don't jump to conclusions about what it is. Like you said, I've had experiences. I, I've stood outside of the Aquarius Hotel in, in Laughlin, Nevada at multiple UFO conferences. I've looked up into the sky. I've seen things that I can't explain. But just because I can't explain what they are doesn't mean they're extraterrestrial. It doesn't mean that they're UFOs. It just means they're unexplained. We don't have enough evidence to tell us what they are. Now, when you start seeing something you can't explain, and it acts in a a way that is unexplainable, then you start having to figure out what it is that's going on. But to immediately jump to the conclusion that that's an extraterrestrial craft or UFO or some secret military project is, is just disregarding most of what you see. And that is a light in the sky, something that's anomalous, something that's acting in a way you can't explain.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you yourself, you've had experiences yourself that you've actually seen something. Yes. Basically. And uh, uh, how many occasions would you about?
4: Uh, two or three occasions. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I've, I've talked to people and I've, I've described what I've seen. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, friends with Mark D'Antonio works yep. with MUFON and, and does a lot of phonoidal mm-hmm. analysis, things like that. And I, I told him, I, I saw this object that just started getting closer and closer to me and growing brighter and brighter and then all of a sudden it, it blinked out. And mm. he said, you, you probably saw a satellite that was just reflecting the sun at the right angle and when it got out of the angle of the sun, that's when it blinked out.
0: Well, I, I could agree with that. I've seen a lot of satellites. Um mm-hmm. Uh, from sitting in the hot tub for hours on end. Uh, But, you know, and he's right about the sun. You see it as as soon as it gets, the earth gets in the way of the shadow of the earth, um, you know, it goes away. But I've never seen one that I thought was coming at me, like Mm -hmm. you're saying. So I don't know if that would be, you know, the explanation for that particular
4: situation. It it was an explanation. It made sense to me uh, and and explained what I saw. Now I had another uh, a sighting where I was in in northern Wisconsin, and I saw a light in the sky that was moving in a uh, a straight line across the sky. all of a sudden it stopped and started going backwards. Hmm. that I can't explain
0: yeah, 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 so that that is that is interesting, but I do get where you're um i'm I'm careful to say that you know I don't know. I've never said, I know what these, I've always been careful since I started the show 11 years ago that I never say that I know any more than anyone else or that I know what these things are, but I say the possibilities, you know, I will go into the possibilities. And that's what makes this topic really fascinating to me. Um, There are so many cases that can't be denied, but it doesn't mean that we have our hands on anything for sure. Right. You know, like uh, you have been there and listened to all these different people speak for just one example of this. You've heard people from the Ariel school incident. You've heard people from all these amazing cases that Alejandro Rojas and Karen has put together over the years. Um, so you've heard all these people. Well, you going way back. Weren't you going back with the uh, International UFO Congress? Long
4: time, right? That's right. Back, back to the mid 90s.
0: So you've heard about everyone there is on the on the circuit and then and then some more.
4: I probably have. I, I I haven't counted, but I'm I'm guessing it's well over a thousand presentations that I've seen over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh I, I guess I have to ask you this. Of all the ones that you've listened to and heard, what do you find the most compelling of them all?
4: Uh that's a very difficult question for me to answer. And I, I, I've I've tried to answer that, but I I can't, I can't say who or what the most compelling presentation is I've ever seen. I'll tell you, uh, the, the guest that was being interviewed prior to me coming on Travis Walton, um, I I've known Travis for over 20 years and he has a very, very compelling story and he Hmm. tells it every, every time I see him, at a convention or at, a, at a, a conference, he tells the same story. He has consistency. He doesn't make up more interesting things. He doesn't get abducted again and again. So there's yeah. there's something about Travis's story that is very compelling to me. Right, is he telling? And the, I agree he, with you. You know, I'm, yeah, is he telling the truth? He believes he is. Uh, you know, there's there's no physical evidence to support his claims. It's Do I believe Travis Walton? And yeah, I I believe him.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I do, too. I've, I've sat across from him and had many conversations over the years. And I don't I don't doubt him at all. You know, and there are there has been some detractors. And a lot of times he's he's like gone away from this whole topic because he's had it he's got the burnout and he's Correct. he's tired of people harassing him and saying there was nothing going on and i heard him mention in that interview phil class and uh, that was an uh, another guy that um uh, you know i don't know if it's really i don't know if there's really evidence out there but but supposedly he had offered ten thousand dollars for uh, was it steve i can't remember who it was uh to say that it was a hoax Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that that's inc- if that story is true, that's incredible, really. Right. And where would that money come from and why would that money be spent? <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't make that, any sense.
4: that That's one of the things that bothers me about this phenomena is, is there's so much backfighting and, and backstabbing and, and people. Telling stories about other people and you, you just you don't know what to believe. Or who you yeah. believe in a lot of cases.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is a there is can be a lot of that. I try to stay out of that type of thing. I mm-hmm. uh, I don't get involved in between. There was a couple of things that I accidentally got involved, involved <laughs> in between, uh, but I I'd rather stay out of that whole infighting part of this. Uh, and, and it is too bad. We should all try to get along, and and right. everything seems to be divided, whether it's politics or UFOs or you name it. It seems like there's a division like you're right and I'm wrong. And there's absolutely, and there's wide brush strokes that everyone is in this basket and everyone's in that basket. And yeah, yeah. So, uh, it would be nice if, if the less of that was happening. And, uh, someone, (laughs) someone is asking a question that I get in trouble with every time I answer that. So I'll let you, uh, what do you think about Bob Lazar? Uh, well, so, I,
4: yeah. I, I've had the opportunity to uh, to meet Bob Lazar, uh, listen to several presentations that he's done. Uh, he, he's a very nice man. He's very sincere. Uh, you know, George Knapp uh, has done a great job of, of researching uh, Bob's background. Uh, Stanton Friedman, on the other hand, doesn't think much of him. Uh, I, I reserve my judgment on Bob Lazar. There's, there's a lot of backstory that doesn't quite add up. He doesn't have the paperwork. He doesn't have the, the, the necessary proof. But, you know, it, it, Bob Lazar is one of those people who came to the UFO Congress several years ago. He had been um, absent from the field for quite a while. And actually, uh, it it took a, a large um, stipend for him to come to make his presentation and to do his uh, interview with the with George and uh, to do the, the, the presentation at the Congress, but you know, he, he came across as very, very sincere and a very nice guy.
0: Well, you know, I, I, I'm going to differ with you there here. I'm okay. going to be the skeptic right. when it comes to Bob Lazar, because um, it you doesn't add up. It does not add up this. I did a blog on it. I caught a lot of heck for the blog. Um, I confronted, I was trying to see if I could see this. I confronted George Knapp. Um, now, I like George Knapp. I think he's one heck of a journalist. Yes. And uh, But I think this is where, and I don't care if he hears that I say this, this is where George Knapp has gone wrong. I really think he is, I I think he is too, uh, he's too involved in this. Okay, this is what I wrote, George. <laughs> George, I've done a lot of deep dive into researching Bob Lazar over the years. My close friend's daughter works in the records department at MIT, can do the deepest search and research, and there is no way any government or anyone else could wipe out all the records with all the redundancy. I respect you as a journalist. You have done so much to help the needle move the needle forward in regards to UFOs, yet you must know Bob is a fraud. But maybe you are in too deep to admit it. I watched and read all of what you have done from the beginning. When you look at all the records, documents, and his claims, <clears throat> there is way too much against the possibility of what he asserts. Do you just blow all that stuff off as flagrant debunking? I, as well as anyone else, want, wanted the story to be true, but I have to follow the facts. There is no hate here, as you claim a lot of people do, against him. I just have the desire to know the truth martin so he wrote me back he said uh people are welcome to form their own opinions about him i've explained in great detail how i formed mine something you would expect to hear from george knapp but i just thought i'd throw that out there and every time i bring up the bob lazar topic and that i do believe he's a fraud a hundred percent i am a hundred percent sure i'm more sure about Bob Lazar being a fraud than I am that there's UFOs flying around <laughs> in the sky so um anyway that's well, my hey, opinion but- and 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 when I do that I get hate me I have people you know cancel their patreon things and <laughs> uh, uh, so but I don't care I just feel like the facts all lead to the fact that he is a fraud mm-hmm. and I I don't care sue me Bob Lazar I think you're a fraud I I,
4: I, I think that goes to the original point that we were talking about that that people believe Bob Lazar. Whether the evidence is is there or not it's a matter of of faith.
0: They will not look at they will not read my blog. I've asked a number of people I said Mm -hmm. please read my blog. I have it all laid out. I have PDFs. I have all kinds of things laid out. You can go through it and make up your own mind and they will not read it. They've already made up their minds that he is 100% real and Right. You know, he was uh, working on the sports model and, you know, all that uh, at Area 51. And, you know, he had uh, the highest clearance possible within two weeks and, you know, all that all that type of stuff. But. Right. Right. They want to and,
4: and, there, and there's no way to check it.
0: Right. I mean, how could you? Right. Yes. And um, right. yeah. Um, but anyway. That blog, I can I'll, I'll put that blog uh, link in the show notes if anyone cares to read it. But you can save your hate mail, please. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's how I feel about Bob and uh, Callie Kid. Thanks for uh, starting this whole thing. <laughs> but uh,
4: and I, and I'd like to add that you know, like I've said, I I've I've seen over a thousand of these presentations, and I the more I see, the less convinced I am of a lot of the things that these people are saying because so many contradict each other. so many are based on, on on just having a belief or faith in something. There's no physical evidence. somebody just asserts something and we're supposed to believe it.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. you know, I was, uh, my son's down uh, visiting me down here in South Carolina. We went for a walk today and we we're talking about uh, beliefs. You know, uh, he said, "Kind of, what? What is your show about?" And I, I told him, and I said, well, "You know, it's a lot about beliefs." And you know, he says, "Yeah, people just want to believe, and you know, they want to believe in something, yes. and, and they, it, they don't, they don't want any of the facts to change their mind. So they want, right. to
4: just want to believe in it." So, what, what is the poster on on uh, the X Files? On yeah, I want to believe. <laughs> I yeah. want to believe, and yeah. people want to believe. They want to have something that they can believe it, whether it's it's true or not, whether there's scientific evidence. I'm about the science. I'm about searching for the things that will prove the existence of, of extraterrestrials, of intergalactic flight. There are just so many things that disprove them right now that it, it makes it difficult to to accept them and to believe them.
0: So what do you what do you think about the people that are jumping in? like Avi Loeb and people like that around that are interested in doing Kevin Knuth. There's many people out there that are looking to do science. And I think it's a great thing that myself.
4: Right. Up, up until this point, I think that this, this field has been dominated by amateurs, people who have no credentials who are interested in the subject and because they're interested in the subject they have a predisposition to believe and they find evidence that supports their belief and in many cases may disregard or downplay evidence that doesn't support their beliefs
0: hmm so what what do you think is i guess uh and people are welcome to uh like question yeah. And you're welcome to post a question. If you would, please uh, put them in caps so I catch them. But uh, so what do you think of all the sightings that people are seeing? What do you think about, say, let's just take one case in particular, the Tic Tac UFO, the mm-hmm. sighting off of uh, off of uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the island uh, off of California coast. Right. In
4: 2004. That's a very interesting case in that there is evidence both visual and anecdotal from the people who are uh, witnessing it uh, what it is I don't know uh, you know I've, I've talked to to Kevin day and he can he can tell me that he doesn't know what it is he has some thoughts as to what it might be but to jump to the conclusion again that it is an extraterrestrial craft is just premature we don't have enough enough evidence to and would
0: you and do you feel the same way about the um, same way about say not just alien but there's other alternatives to that which right. would be possibly interdimensional or time travel or mm-hmm. there are other theories out there um, I mean do you let me I guess I'll put it this way do you feel any stronger about the possibility of any of those one over the other
4: all of them are problematic in, in the sense of, of not following the laws of physics. You know, we, we have to figure out how to time travel in order for there to be a time travel, you know, UFO. Uh, I, there's, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of books written about it, and I think it's a very compelling argument. But until we have the, the science and the physics that makes it possible, I, th- I think we have to kind of downplay that idea. I think it's much more likely that it is more of a terrestrial nature of, of some secret military project or uh, something that is, is being worked on by the, the the Russians or Chinese or somebody else. But un- until there is enough evidence to support any other hypothesis, I, I think none of those things work.
0: But But you can blow so many holes through what you just said. Okay, You know, I mean, you think about that uh, there have been people seeing these things and witnessing on radar, you know, 20,000 miles an hour back in, you know, 1960s. Right. And some of these uh, triangles people are talking about, you know, in the 70s, if they were military, we would have to know by now if they were back all the way back in the 70s or early. And doing the unusual things that they have been seen to do, mm-hmm.
4: perhaps, perhaps not. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, military research goes until it reaches a dead end, and then it, it's it's scrapped and and put into another project. So, who knows?
0: What about the Phoenix Lights? That's that's an example. I mean, would you think that military back in nineteen ninety seven? And the size of it, that's the thing, you know, I mean, that Mm -hmm. one in particular, everyone mentioned that it could be a mile wide, you know, peak to peak in the mountains, that type of thing. Mm -hmm.
4: I I think there were several things going on uh, during the Phoenix Lights. A lot of people reported the lights that disappeared over the mountains or behind the mountains. Um, I, I think there's a compelling case that that was some kind of, of flare. But there were there were flares. There was no yeah, doubt that there were flares. But the, the 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 giant triangular craft that people observed for miles and for hours, it, that that's something that I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. Um, to say if it's it's extraterrestrial, who knows?
0: Mm-hmm. Someone asked a question earlier, just because it seems to come up. Uh, not earlier. Uh, let's see where was it? Uh, nope. Uh, because it comes up all the time. Is this one right here? <laughs> this seems like the most common thing coming up when it comes to UFOs. Uh, Conscious? How does consciousness relate to the UAP phenomenon? And do you understand the question? It's a tough question because I've had. Different people try to explain it to me, and I still don't know if I really know what it means.
4: <laughs> I, I don't quite understand what it means either. Um, it, it seems to me, maybe, maybe it's trying to get it do people with a higher level of consciousness are uh, have more res, are, are more receptive to seeing UFOs or UAP.
0: Um, or it could be: does your is there something that's manifested? in your mind type of thing. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know uh, exactly. What, I, I wish I could get that exactly, get that down and understand exactly what, what that, <laughs> what that means to the relation I've had. You know, I've had people talking on that subject and I still got done with the show and still like, uh, I don't really understand, quite understand.
4: Because there, there are a lot of people who believe that uh, people have different levels of consciousness that they're, They're receptive to different things based on the level of their consciousness. And people with more open minds, with higher levels of consciousness, are more likely to see things that other people disregard or don't see. So I I think there's something to that, but it, it has perhaps more to do with just people being more observant and understanding what they're seeing, versus somebody who just glances up in the sky, sees a light moving and makes an assumption about something.
0: Mm-hmm. Now this, the subject has come up that because it, it's happened in a number of cases that I've talked to people about. And that is that one person will two people will be standing side by side and one person will see one thing and another person will see another. I think that's pretty fascinating myself right. and it's not uncommon.
4: No, not at all. And, let me give you an example. Uh, uh, quite a few years ago, I was at Area 51 with a group of people. Or you were Black at Bank. Area 51 at, at the blackmail box outside of Area. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, I was going to have another conversation with you. Yeah, different yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> And and it's a sky watch, and people are looking up in the sky, and somebody points up and says, "Look at that! That that object is moving back and forth, and and it's it's blinking." And I, I look up in the sky and I. Say, what object are you looking at? And, you know, I, I, ha, I have an amateur interest in astronomy and I, I'm able to kind of identify planets and things like that. And I, you know, I, you mean that star up there? Hmm. And and, it, and they, they say, yeah, that, that, and it's, it's changing colors. It's, it's moving. And I, I'm looking at it and it, it's, it's twinkling like a star. It's changing color a little bit because of atmospheric aberration and mm-hmm. it's moving because the, you know, the atmosphere is unsteady, but there's, there's nothing unusual about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your eyes can play tricks on you when you're st- right. staring up at, you know, like Venus, for, in- mm-hmm. for instance, you know, the, the times, many times people say, oh, that was just Venus. Well, a lot of times Venus can be so bright in the sky Right. That it makes you take a second look at it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, but uh, but not to say that these things are not seen. Different things aren't seen all over right. because they
4: they are, and who knows, right? Uh, and I, I I wonder a lot of times how much of this that people see is because they want to see it. We're at the black mailbox, you know. Something's got to happen here. Oh
0: oh, I think I think you if you were. If you psych yourself up like you're going to see something, right. then you're much more susceptible to see something that's, you know, if you right. t- happened like me, just had no thought or like many people had no thought in their mind about anything. And all of a sudden something goes over you. a t- whole different thing. But if, you know, if you're out there, I mean, there's a funny story about a, uh, a CE5 um, watch when everybody was thinking they were They just thought they were seeing things and that weren't there, you know,
4: that that's one of the things that we, we see a lot of the, uh, at the UFO conferences, these pictures where nobody saw anything when the picture was taken, but all of a sudden there's a, a an object in the sky behind somebody. Mm-hmm. And in, in most, cases it's it's just like a bird or something that it just happens to be flying across the frame and the shutter opens at exactly the right time and and freezes that image in the background but a lot of people look and say oh look I didn't see that it's an apparition it's it's an orb it's something that wasn't there that nobody can see but we captured it on film so there yeah
0: that happens all the time it can even be an insect you know yes Yes. Um, So I got to tell you a funny story. I was on my way to to, I one year. I drove all the way from Maine to Phoenix Mm -hmm. for and I'll never do that again. I caught (laughs) the flu at the conference and had to come back while I had the flu. That was terrible. But anyway, I'm on the way there and I'm going by this Mesa, something really cool. And I snap, you know, a picture with my phone and all that. Mm -hmm. And so then later on, I'm looking at the pictures and and. I go, oh, my God. I caught a disc. I caught a UFO. I can't believe I didn't even see it when I took the picture. So I Mark D'Antoni happened to be in the room when I was uh, when I saw this picture. I said, hey, Mark, hey, Mark, come here. Come, come look at this. And he's looking at it and he goes, hmm. That looks like you might have, you know, how Mark is. Hmm, that looks like you might have something on your window in your car, on your outside of your window. So I went out to my car, and sure enough, there was a piece of grass, a little piece of grass, right, that was stuck to the window at the right angle, and it just looked like a perfect disc when you're looking out the window. It's a riot. Yes, and, so,
4: and, and some of the, some of the famous UFO pictures from the '50s and '60s are reflections. Yes.
0: Yes, there's one that the New York Times used, and I contacted them. I contacted Leslie Kane. I said, Leslie, that is lights in a diner reflecting on yes. the window. That famous picture of yeah, the, the road, depot the road, in the Massachusetts. Yep. I said, that is a reflection. You want to tell the New York Times to remove that picture right away. So I don't know if they ever if they ever did, but yes. So I I... I like there are so many that my attitude about UFOs is there are so many really interesting sightings we don't need the extras right you know there to know what these things are and you know you talk about science it's such a hard thing to study with science really it's not a repeatable <clears throat> it's something um, and many times before 2017 when I used to talk to people in science about Why aren't you studying UFOs? Why aren't UFOs in the mainstream in any way? And it's all about uh, funding and it's all about a goal. There's no end goal when it comes to UFOs, really. You you know, you're not going to solve something easily. That's not repeatable.
4: That's that's true. Most of the UFO evidence that we see is anecdotal. It's one person seeing something. Uh, without any any physical proof or evidence of it and you know we we have to believe what this people this person is telling us based on is this a reliable person is, is, is the observation explainable any other way uh, carlo, um carlo i yeah. i just realized
0: we're we're already at the end of the show so it made a real short show for you but Thank you so much. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, That's all right. It was a real pleasure. And let me know when your book comes out. I'll have you back. All right. Sounds great. All right. You take care. Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. Next week, we have Brandon Fugel. And then we have Graham uh, Rendell coming on. It's a two-hour show next week, starting early at 6 o'clock Eastern. So we'll see you next week. And thank you, everyone. Remember to keep your eyes to the sky.